0: Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant and today's Motivational Aim targets: Beware, Boundaries Burn. Thank you for listening. I am covering a series entitled Boundaries. My aim for this series is to share with listeners the importance of setting boundaries, maintaining boundaries, and understanding why the process of boundary setting is necessary, although it might not be comfortable. This series might not be for everybody, and that's okay, but I am still going to encourage individuals to set boundaries all while they aim towards God honoring targets of accountability. So let's get into this motivational aim entitled Beware Boundaries Burn. I'm still talking about David, but we fast forward several years and several verses in the Bible to 2 Samuel, the 13th chapter, through the 15th chapter and i encourage you to read those passages of scripture in their entirety but what i will do is provide you with a glimpse of the chapters but it's always good to read it for yourself so you can be in the perfect position for god to speak to you and show you things that i might not target in on some of you are familiar with this series of events that transpired in second samuel chapters 13 through 15 But I will address the key targets that fit into this motivational aim. Beware. Boundaries burn. All right. David is king at this point. He has several children. There are some family issues taking place or that went on. And I encourage you to read about those. But from that family mess and that family drama, there's a major conflict between David's children where one of David's sons kills another son. So there were two brothers, and one brother killed the other brother for violating another sibling. The son who killed his brother, his name was Absalom. When Absalom killed his brother, he fled to his grandfather's house and lived in that region for three years. David, Absalom's daddy, mourned the death of his son and he mourned the separation from Absalom. He missed his son, and he thought about his son daily, although his son killed his other son. David's nephew, he saw how the distance from Absalom grieved David, so he devised a plan to get Absalom reunited with his father. David agrees that Absalom can come back, He can come back home, but David enforced a boundary with his son. And when you read 2 Samuel, the 14th chapter in the 23rd through the 24th verse, this is what it states. So Joab, that is David's nephew, Joab got up, went to Geshur, and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. However, the king, that's David, added, He may return to his house, but he may not see my face. So Absalom returned to his house, but he did not see the king. He did not see his father. See that verse right there? let you know that David enforced the boundary. He loved his son. He didn't cast his son off, but he did establish a boundary with the son. Some people need to hear that. You can love someone, but when they show you what they've produced and the fruit is evident, you have the option to accept them for what they are and enforce a boundary where you don't have to do this hee-hee-ha-ha. They go to their house and you go to your house. You can forgive someone without reuniting with someone. You can forgive someone and enforce a boundary and be okay with them not seeing your face. Then Absalom hits his cousin up, Joab, the one who went to go pick him up and his family and brought him back to their hometown. Absalom tried to contact Joab, so he was calling him. He was sending text messages, emails, telling people to tell Joab, hey, Tell Joab I'm trying to reach him because I'm trying to go see my daddy. I'm trying to go see King David. Joab didn't respond to Absalom. And Absalom did this countless times. He did not respond to his cousin. Now he brought his cousin over there, but he didn't communicate with his cousin. Shout out to the birds. You know what that shows. That Joab enforced a boundary too. He was following the example of his uncle. And I am not saying this to be disrespectful, but if you've ever jumped in a family situation that was not your family, or even if it was your family, you looking around, you like, oh, I have jumped in a situation I jumped in too soon not knowing everything. And then you fall back. You fall back quick. You fall back where nobody can find you. See, that happens when you're not looking at everything from every angle. And I understand there are people who have no relationships with their family or relatives because of the vile things that were done to them. But there are cases when the person who is crying and wanting people to reach out to them is the very one who caused all kinds of damage. And people have to leave them alone. And if a person like that, who causes issues, who, and they're doing it intentionally on purpose, they're not trying to be decent, they're causing issues, they are burning things, they're causing chaos in people's lives, and people set a boundary with them. If their mom and daddy are not trying to talk to them and they're telling them I, uh, they can come over, but uh, uh, stay over here, but I'm not trying to say them, um, you might want to consider implementing the same boundary enforcement that the parents are doing because the parents know them. And these are in cases where there's no abuse, there's no situation where the parents are causing the problem. It's the individual not respecting boundaries, and they are manipulators, they are vile, they disrespectful. But you have to pray for wisdom, of course. You already know I was going to say that in this series, in this episode. It comes up all the time. But you have to pray for wisdom and discernment so you know who is who and what is what. Because people flip stuff all the time. But in this case, Joab, he was asking his uncle, Uncle David, Can Absalom come back home, please? And then David said, Okay, but he won't be coming to my house And I most definitely won't be going to his. Now, I don't know what transpired, but something must have happened in Joab's life where he received a revelation from God. And he understood, okay, I wanted my cousin back, but uh, I, I can't be talking to him like that. I have to minimize my access. Something must have happened. Somebody really making these strides to get somebody back home. And then they switch it up on them. Now, Absalom is upset. He doesn't like these boundaries that are being enforced. And Absalom tells his servants, See, Joab, he has a field right on the side of mine. And he has some barley there. Go set a fire to it. Man, this bird is preaching. This bird is preaching. And the other birds are saying amen. But anyway, Absalom tells his servants, we're going to burn up Joab's field. We're going to burn up Joab's livelihood. We're going to burn up Joab's investments. Go set a fire to it. So Absalom's servants, they follow what Absalom told them to do. And they went and set a fire to the field. Then Joab came to Absalom's house and demanded a response. I mean, he asked him, why did your servant set my field on fire? And let me read the rest of what the chapter states. Look. Look. Absalom explained to Joab, I sent for you and said, Come here. I want to send you to the king to ask, Why have I come back from Geshur? I'd be better off if I was still there. So now let me see the king. If I'm guilty, let him kill me. Joab went to the king and told him. So David summoned Absalom, who came to the king and paid homage with his face to the ground before him. Then the king kissed Absalom. Now you just heard that. You heard what Absalom did. And when you read it, you're going to read it for yourself. But some of you have been in the very situation Joab was in. Or at one point in time, you have burned some things down because people set boundaries with you. But you see what Absalom did. A boundary was put in place and he couldn't take it. That is why you've heard me say this series might not be for everyone because when you set boundaries, you have to be willing to go through what it takes to enforce a boundary, set a boundary, and keep a boundary. And in some cases, you might feel the heat and people will actually burn some things up in your life for you to lift the boundary marker. They want to burn the boundary marker. They can't stand the boundary and they want you to get rid of it. So they'll do whatever they need to do in their mind to get that boundary off of them where they are back in control. Absalom wasn't used to people setting boundaries with him. He was used to people talking to him. People were mesmerized by his good looks. He had the gift of gab. He had status. He did all kinds of stuff. And consequences? What are those? And you've probably met people like that in your life. They have structure. They abide by rules. But when it comes to them, they think they can outthink people. They think they have mastered the art of manipulation within their sphere of influence. They think they just know what people will do, how they will do it. They really think they've mastered people's patterns. And they do all of this to get what they want, but the day one person enforces a boundary with them, they lose their mind. And they get out of control. And they get angry with the person who enforced the boundary. Their anger comes because you weren't supposed to detect their malicious motive. You weren't supposed to see through the facade of friendliness. You weren't supposed to discern this rushed relatability. You weren't supposed to detect what they were doing. You weren't supposed to utilize discernment and see that they were full of crap with all of these so-called coincidences they were throwing your way. You ever met somebody who every time you talk to them, you just met them, just met them but uh they want something from you it's something about you that they just they need something from you and they're doing everything with a malicious motive malicious intent ill-gotten gain and they want to weaken your defenses so they make it look like y'all are the same that's that rushed relatability they want to make it look like y'all are the same oh my gosh And then they hit you with all of these so-called coincidences that, oh my gosh, this just happened. I mean, we're supposed to be cool because, oh my gosh. And if you need an example, here are a few. Hey, I had no idea you went to that college. I just drove by there the other day and wow, what a coincidence. I just enrolled today online. Oh, you work there? I had no idea you worked there. My great grandnephew's ancestor's neighbor's boy, he's a receptionist over there. I'm on my way up there right now. Wow. Oh, oh, I was passing by a daycare, and I went in. Something just told me, go in that daycare. Just just go in that daycare. And I went in that daycare, and a person had on a T-shirt, and it had some scriptures on there, And I said, ooh. What a mighty God we serve. And we just started talking. And I was talking to them about the construction going on across town, 50 miles away. And as I was talking, I turned my head because a little kid was walking down the hallway and I looked at the child and I tilted my head. I never tilt my head that way, never tilt my head that way. But when I tilted my head and I looked up, there was a picture on the wall, and it was your picture from your pre-K class of 1988. And I said, wow, wow. what are the odds? I huh? went inside this daycare, just passing by, passing through, and uh, I can't believe it. Wow, what a coincidence. This might sound absolutely crazy. Uh, <laughs> bananas. I was online, right, looking up a recipe to cook and a link flashed across my screen with all of your contact information. I mean, all of your achievements just popped up. And I was like, whoa, whoa, this is crazy. And I was like, oh my goodness, I know them. And then within the link that I clicked on with the achievements, that just mysteriously popped up on my screen when I was looking up this recipe, I saw you had a podcast. And I was like, wow, you have a podcast? And I was just talking to God, and I was like, God, I need a God-honoring podcast to listen to that deals with, you know, motivational aims and just aiming towards your target. And... (laughs) I clicked on the link, and your podcast came up, and it said, aim towards the target? And man, and then I took a listen to it, and just the way it's structured, and I have been looking for something like that, and what are the odds I was looking for targets, arrows, aims? And then just talking about the word of God, you know? This is phenomenal. Wow. Wow. You're not going to believe this. Wow. I was on social media, right? And I noticed that all the people who follow you on social media, I follow them too. Isn't that a coincidence? That's something, right? Right? Didn't even know we knew all the same people. Man, the other day, you're going to think this is crazy. But I have to tell you, wow, I was driving down the street one day. I mean, I don't even know if I should tell you it's so crazy. But anyway, I was driving down the street. And I saw you parked outside of a doctor's office around 1130 a.m.? And then when you left the doctor, I just so happened to be in the parking lot behind you and I saw you get in the car and you looked so serious, like you were in a hurry, like you had an attitude. So I wasn't really sure if I wanted to really come talk to you, but we drove off of the parking lot at the exact same time. Wow. And then when you put your turn signal on, I said, Oh my goodness, she's turning right. Just like me. And then I was thinking, I really want to go get some food at an Italian restaurant. And I noticed as we were on the freeway, we were going the same speed limit in the same direction. And I was like, whoa. And then I saw you had your glasses on. I was like, I have some glasses too. And I just thought it was so crazy, but I was thinking about food, but I was behind you. And then I saw you turn into that Italian restaurant, and I was like, what? You were going to eat here too? And I was just so amazed. It was crazy. And then I saw you ordered, and I did too. But I kind of parked a ways off from you. You probably didn't see me, but... I ordered, I saw you ordered. And I said, you know, I need to go to a certain side of town to go pick something up right after this. And then when you drove off at the same time I drove off, I mean, you were in front of me again. And then I saw you turn into your work parking lot at 1 o'clock p.m. And I said, man, this is such a coincidence that where I was going You were going to be in the same parking lot of that same business park. See, all of those coincidences sound like a Lifetime movie. The Coincidence Corporate. Lifetime. Hit me up. If you do that, hit me up. Or anybody who does it, hit me up so I can help you out. You know, write it out and get my money. And I'm for real, too. I said it, the coincidence, corporate, anybody trying to make a movie using that headline and that title, give me my credit and my cash. But if you have discernment and you're walking in God honoring wisdom, all of those, wow, oh my goodness, coincidences, they're trash and it's really exposure that, that person has a problem and a motive. They thought they could do all of this relatability to deaden your senses. And your aim is to be careful and mindful of people like that. They are on the prowl. Some people do that when they're trying to hurry up and make a love connection. Some people do it in families, relatives, who've never spoke to you. You can have a relative who never spoke to you, never said hello to you. And you've seen them around for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 plus years. They never had anything to say to you, but all of a sudden, hey, we're family. Uh-uh. Some people do that on jobs, trying to be people's work, husbands, wives, cousins, siblings. No, no. You go to work to work because all this playing house at the job, if you're going to do that, um, here, my bills right here. Go ahead and chip in on that. That's when they want to, oh, this is work. That's when they want to get professional and be seen as an individual when you hit them with that bill. But when you utilize discernment and you set the boundary and the person is not used to all of that, get ready. Beware. The boundary will cause them to burn some stuff up around you. Look at Absalom. He was getting very impatient. He tried to do what he did all of the time. He called somebody. They answered. He called somebody. They answered. It didn't work like that. This time he was calling. No answer. Calling. No answer. Sending people no response. He didn't like that. He didn't want to sit in the boundary that somebody enforced on him. He was used to setting boundaries on people to get what he wanted. But when the boundaries were placed on him by multiple people, he was ready to burn some stuff up. Burned up his cousin's things. He sent people to do it with him and for him. And he wanted the damage to be seen. There was no secret about that. And how many of you have enforced boundaries on people and they started burning things up in your life? And then they employ people to do it too. On their behalf. And these people actually do it. Just so they can get your attention for the boundary that you said they want it broken. And you know what that burning looks like today? For some, it looks exactly like what Absalom did people are physically burning someone. They're either hurting them, setting fire to their possessions, or the burning can come from their mouth. You have some people when you set a boundary and you enforce a boundary, they start burning your reputation. They will burn your character. They will burn your integrity. They will burn your dreams. They will burn your aspirations. They will burn your relationships. They will burn your credibility. They will burn your finances. They will burn your secrets. They will burn your associations. They will burn your connections. They will burn your time. They will burn your peace. They will burn your rest. They will burn your focus And they will burn your joy. And they will burn a whole bunch of other stuff too. And that burning could be them setting fire to something you invested in. They just burn it. And they do not care. Because they want what they want. They want it when they want it. And this boundary that you enforced, it's prohibiting them from getting what they want. So they have to show you something. They have to employ some flunkies, some ignorant people who don't see the full scope of the matter, and they assist in the burning. And they even think they are justified in doing what they did because their master told them to do it. You have some people who co-sign with these people who are just cantankerous because they want to get in good with them. No, you get in good with Jesus. You don't get in good with a person who is full of confusion. But yeah, some of y'all can relate to someone burning your stuff, and some people can relate because they are the burners. <laughs> so you have some people listening who burn stuff and you have some people who listening who have been burned. The burning is for you to react. That's what that's for. To get you to respond. And when they burn it, they'll even play the victim. And they'll say trash like, I mean, all I did was try to reach out to you. All I tried to do was talk to you. All I did was try to be a good child of God. All I did was try to love you. All I did was try to show you how you were so influential in my life. All I did was try to develop a fast, fake relationship with you to get what I wanted. All I did was try to be close to you. I mean, we, we're family. We're friends. Oh, we can't go home like this. We're co-workers. We're better than that. Our cubicles are right on the side of each other, and you come to work every day, and you don't speak. Uh, why are we not close? Oh, why are you setting boundaries? Is because I'm a liar, I'm sneaky, and I can't be trusted. You don't have to enforce a boundary because of that. Nobody else is. But when you enforce your boundary and you're for real, they will burn you by smearing your name and telling people fire lies about you. Saying stuff like I told everybody about how you enforced a boundary with me. The family members we share. Them co-workers we share, them classmates we share, and those neighbors we share, they said you was wrong. You were strange for setting boundaries. How you call yourself a Christian and a child of God by setting boundaries, I told everybody not to talk to you. See, that's a burn. And then they'll go on to burn you in every way they can. And they are doing all of that because they want people to see the smoke. But the smoke backfires on them. All of the stuff they burned or tried to burn regarding you because you set up a boundary. The fire, the people they used, and what they set fire to, that all confirms that they have a problem with boundaries and that exposes them. But you have to be tough because it's going to be a lot that you go through before people get a revelation on the exposure. Here they thought, I'm going to burn this up. But when someone analyzes what took place, somebody with some sense will say, so you burned somebody's field? You burned someone's livelihood? You burned someone's investment because someone didn't speak to you? So let me get this straight. You were willing to burn, injure, and potentially kill innocent bystanders where other people had to inhale smoke because someone enforced a boundary with you? Anyone with discernment, God-honoring discernment, they will say oh my goodness or say something along the lines or to the effect of oh my goodness now I see why they enforce the boundary with you. Now we are aware that people who can't live with boundaries burn up things. They expose themselves. But what will you do when they do all of this burning? What will you do? Of course you will not be a punk about it. But will you give them what they want? They want to burn up the boundary marker. And they want to make you uncomfortable in the process. So what will you do? They want the boundary lifted. They are bringing the heat. They're bringing the smoke. They're bringing the fire. They don't care about you or themselves. They want control. They want you to bow. They want you to bend. What will you do? First off, you already know to ask God for wisdom and discernment, and he'll guide you on how to strategically deal with a foolish person like that. But beware, even in the midst of the burning, you have to keep the boundary. Yeah, they burn some stuff. They burn some confidentiality. They burn some relationships. They burn some trust. They burn some opportunities. They burn other people against you with lies. But no matter what, don't ever let them burn the boundary. Sometimes the boundary is not a physical location. The boundary is in the mind. Don't let them burn your mind. Don't let them burn your confidence. Don't let them burn your self-respect and your self-control. They can't burn your destiny. And they most definitely cannot burn the plans God has for you. They can't burn the promises God has in store for you. They can't burn your thoughts either unless you disclose those thoughts and you give them an inroad into your life. And that deals with lifting the boundary mark or something that we are not doing. But it takes a special kind of person to see all the smoke, see all the fire, hear the fire, experience the commotion and the yelling, they are going through the chaos. They have to deal with all of the burning and the debris, but they still keep the boundary. They still enforce the boundary. They look at the burning and say, you know what? This was the reason I created the boundary from the beginning. Keep the boundary. Stay focused. God is with you. Whatever somebody burned because you enforced the boundaries God told you to implement, God has you covered. Whatever was destroyed, you will not be put to shame. God will give you double for your trouble and everything that was destroyed in the fire, everything that was burned, that the enemy burned, you will receive a sevenfold return from all of that senseless chaos and burning. Keep the boundary. Beware of the burning because it's coming, but the blessings of God will serve as the fire extinguisher in your life. The burning is a weapon used and formed against you. But it will not prosper. And somebody might ask, oh my goodness. I mean, everything is burned up. So it apparently did prosper. No, it did not. Because you're still alive. God is still on the throne. And God can turn anything around for you. It's not going to achieve anything because you're still living. God has some great things in store for you. What they burned up will never compare to what God is going to bless you with for what they did. And then God's going to vindicate you. So it didn't prosper. And God will make sure that his word is performed in your life. And a scripture I would like to leave you with is Isaiah, the 61st chapter and the third verse. And there is a point in that verse that I want to take out and feature. Okay. So when you read the scripture or the verse on your own, You're going to see the scripture in its entirety, but I'm just going to talk about one key sentence. And it states, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes. God will give you a crown of beauty for the things people have burned up in your life when you enforced a God-honoring boundary. Ponder on that promise, no matter the fires you've had to endure because of the burning someone initiated in your life. All because you enforced a boundary God told you to enforce. If God told you to enforce the boundary, he knows what's coming. And he knows what he's going to do for you. And it's always something excellent. Keep doing the right thing. Keep doing what God tells you to do. Even though it's hot, it's uncomfortable. And it looks like everything's just burning up around you. Keep your eyes on God. Keep your eyes on the target. God promises that for everything that was burned because you honored him, he will give you beauty for those ashes. He will restore you. You will be blessed and full of joy. Remain encouraged, but beware. Boundaries burn, and the burning exposes the individual. And the burning also, whether you want to hear it or not, the burning is refining you. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download some Bible study content I have on the site. You can also order some inspirational apparel. Feel free to check me out on the YouVersion Bible app and on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. Enjoy the remainder of your day. Peace and God bless.